welcome to House Common Blood, where strangers are family. Every episode may contain graphic content, such as copious amounts of blood, unnecessary cursing, death of all ages, infantile to immortal, fantasy drug use, nudity, and perhaps mentions of sex and sound effects of various qualities. We cannot stress enough that this is mature content with adult themes. You have been warned! Master, this all sounds really scary! Uh, you're using uh, Razor Frost to uh, put it out. Yeah, it's like, it's like, no, 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 stay up, stay up! I, I just love the idea that Cobalt prevented, like, in, in <laughs> like, uh, the beginning attack against, like, this fucking siege. Oh, Cole, you're always doing a good job. So, uh, let's see. How do I want to do this? This is going to be a weird check. Um, I think how I want to do it is just make a regular, uh, make your regular, like, Arcana, like, uh, attack to hit. See, like, uh, what that gets you. We'll say, like, a 15 and higher, you manage to extinguish all the fire. Ah, oh, fuck me. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, uh, you can choose to, like, run. Uh, right now, uh, with the roll of 14, the fire is still, like, blazing, and within moments, it will surround you and trap you in the inferno. My inspiration? Yeah. Uh, are you sure? Uh, Dust, you're gonna give him your inspiration, 100%. Does that re-roll, or does it add? Re-roll. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, honestly, it's it's not it's not worth it because it's still a it's still a fifty fifty shot for a a fifteen. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention uh, Iceman. You have a piece of inf uh, inspiration since you finished off uh, the beginning recap. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I have my second one. Yep, because I got one last session. Yeah, you know. yeah, that's what you get. Uh so <laughs> this currently burning uh cobalt uh, are we gonna be seeing you like going down like uh the ladder really quick jumping ship yeah Co cobalt is going back down the ladder because he is not dying in a fire today mm -hmm. as you uh go maybe down later ladder, yeah as you go down the ladder you do see like in the the like uh, ocean area or at least like uh the nearby water that there are countless like lights on each boat coming in it seems like uh there might be more than dust coming into this town cobalt realizing what he did uh-oh that must be what a regu a reg a, 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 a regulation is meant for yeah. and as you're uh, going down you do see dust dusty kitty well i'm f glad i found you uh give him a handful of dumb tongue uh -huh. As you do that, uh, you hear a man screaming from atop the watchtower. Then, like, if you guys look up, you see a bright light as you hear a crunch right between you. His neck is broken, his body on fire. It seems like another soldier has died. Good job, Cobalt. <laughs> Cobalt, end up like him. I need you to find the rest of our friends. These numtongue are only for you and them, okay? Do you remember Colebeard? Uh, yeah, Cobalt remember. Go find Colebeard. Uh, I'll be right behind you, okay? And I'm gonna take out my promise stick. Aw. And I guess, like, Cobalt runs off to try and see if he can... See if he can find Colebeard in all of this chaos. Uh, investigation check, please. It's not that hard. 
with a amazingly with the roll of 25 um it, it takes a cursory glance you really don't even have to like move you look and uh you see uh first off asmodai on uh the dirt uh like i'd say about 100 feet away from you uh fighting a few of the uh pirates as they're uh, coming ashore and you hear like uh the laughter of uh Coldbeard as he has like uh cannons rolled up like uh from his shop and firing onto the oncoming uh uh, uh pirates d-day style so we we're, we're having like a uh, we're having a siege similar to d-day as uh, we see pirates rolling up and you guys are acting as uh, uh the defenders uh, it's not that hard. You see him operating cannon as he laughs as, like, uh, limbs, like, go flying. You see a man, like, looking around for his arm and picks it up. Like, uh, Cobalt starts just, like, running up. Cool man! Cool man! Can you make me a stealth check? Because you have to keep in mind, I want to show you before you, like, set that in stone. Right here is where the fighting is happening. You are, uh... Near the uh, tower over on uh, Soldier's Pass, you'd have to go right through like the fighting, and Cole oh, okay. Beard would be like around this area, like uh, closest to the warehouse near Dirt Lot. So you're making like a beeline, like past combat. Okay, that uh, that that helps more. Okay, there's like just like no visual yeah. of that. Yeah. But uh, um, the Cobalt looks up to Dusty Kitty. Cobalt, not sure if Cobalt can go through that. <laughs> and. Uh, as you guys are talking along, you guys see uh, two familiar faces. You see a dwarf and a tabaxi walking up to you guys. And the tabaxi says, uh, what's happening here? And you see uh, the dwarf going, I was asleep. I was asleep for about a fortnight and all this shit be happening. And he's just walking up with a little bit of gruff. Has been a fortnight, right? And he looks around. <laughs> been out for a while. It was a fair bit of drinking after a couple concussions. That's what my mom used to say. And again, Leo, you are also in the picture. The only person outside the picture right now is uh, Asmodai. I'm going to... Um, do I have enough numb tongue to give them one each? Yes, you do. I'll give them the numb tongue. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jack looks at it and looks back at you and goes, What are you doing with this shit? It's not my favorite thing to do, but when push comes to the shove, would you rather die? And... He, like, uh, the dwarf looks at you and goes, This was made with my ancestors, or you expect me to eat this? Your ancestors watch over you one last time. This gives you a look. Um, if you want, you can make a persuasion check. Uh, I can't remember if I said their names, but I should specify. It's, uh, obviously Jacked and Velcut. Uh, wow, with 22, you convince them both. They both give you a firm nod. And, uh, can you make me an insight check? Damn. You see that Jacked is reluctant to even take the drug. Even though you try to convince him to take it, he's really reluctant on taking the drug. Jack, you don't have to take it if you don't want to. But again, I remind you, is your life worth a little bit of this? And he looks at you and goes, no, it isn't. And he tries to walk towards the combat. <laughs> What's happening next? Tell me your game plan. Uh, we got uh, most of the party here, so how you guys can deal with it? We got a siege happening on like the beach, and we do have like uh, uh, the captain on his ship, like uh, basically guiding the cannon fire towards the warehouse now. 
my, my next step is to look for um, any doors around near where the fighting is happening. Uh, luckily for you, the watchtower, it, again, there's one burning, but it does have, like, an internal door, you know what I mean? Like, a ladder on the side that leads to a watchtower top, but it also has an inside that acts as, like, a makeshift barrack for uh, the uh, soldiers to sleep in. I'm gonna look for if I can see any route to the captain, like, to the ship to get to the captain. Oh, uh, it's, yeah, like, it's in the water. You'd have to, uh, pick up a, uh, ship. Which there are plenty to choose from as uh, pirates like get on, uh, so you all you'd need to do is take like a rowboat and go towards the ship. So I'm gonna say the from what I've seen, the best way to stop an invasion like this is to cut the head off the snake. Oh, Cobalt really good at that. Cobalt just needs knife. <laughs> I look to dust. I got other plans. I have my own ways. Okay, so what's the plan? <laughs> I I need to know. Okay. If, yeah. It, well, if you don't want to tell the rest of the group, you can also like send me a text. But you know, I, I need an idea of what I'm narrating. So, um, while standing next to the door, I'm going to um try to psionic whispers into um any of the pirates that I can see. Okay. Um. Uh, uh, since they're unwilling, uh, I have to make a, a roll against it. What am I making a roll of? No, they, they if they notice me say something, they can like turn it off. It just depends what I say. I can okay. automatically, but if they, if I'm like convincing them or something. Okay. Um. Do, does that uh, add up with uh, what he said? Like uh, he can make a, a psionic whisper, and they can just turn it off. There's no save. Well, it's like uh, there, uh, there is no save associated, but I think there really? might just be a line for. I would need to actually look at the line specifically. Uh, I'm yeah. not sure if it needs to be a friendly creature or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, what ability is this? A psych, uh, psionic whisper. Or psychic uh, whispers. That's that's not... Oh, wait, I'm looking at the wrong subclass. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't see anything from what uh, Dust sent, so it looks like it checks out. All right, uh, what do you say? I yell, our ranks are falling, our ranks are falling, pull back. And then I cut the connection. Okay. Um, make a persuasion check. By the way, each die, you can only choose two creatures. Or Yeah, so yeah. you need two, so they might start talking to each other. Yeah, um, you, you convince them both. They, they, uh, turn tail. So, um, I'm gonna make, uh, a roll really quick. Okay. That is, uh, about 31 people, 29 remain. With that, once I see them leaving, I'm going to... Um, think about Mabel and Mason as I open the door. You do. And you open the door. And you see a very lovely face staring back at you. A, a woman wearing a floofy hat, purple uh, uh, bang uh, hair. Uh, she looks at you and says, what have you learned? Do you shut the door? I tell her, uh, have her look out. Be like, time is of the essence. So do you have control over the birds that led me here? Uh, she goes, I can guide them, but I can't control them. You see the pirates. And, uh, well, she could probably see the ocean from here and see the lights of the boats and goes, I see a fair show of lights, but that's it. Does she see the big boat? Uh, The big boat. And yeah, she does. You can say that's within the view. Your birdies need to go there. Hmm. And she 
looks at you and goes, hmm. tell me what you know first. What have you learned from Ball? He's a very big man with a lot of time to talk about. So if you want more in-detail descriptions, start sending a few birds. Three hours. And she, like, uh, closes up a book she has prepared to write notes with. And she goes, I can't do much, but I can offer you this. And she calls uh, Mabel. And you wait a second. And she does it with a different inflection. Just like, Mabel. And you see, like, uh, the little girl with her overalls coming out with her, you know, like, uh, long braided hair. And she goes, uh, yeah, Mabel, go with this man. Tilts her head. What am I doing? You're going to call the birds. <gasps> and she just lights up and goes, I love the birds. I love them, too. And they begin to laugh a bit. And she pats him and goes, looks at you and goes, get her to the ship. That's it. All right. So I'm going to look at little Mabel. Yeah. Tell her. Look for, look for my friend, um, Cobalt. And, and hit, or, yeah, she, she or walks David outside or... and the Cobalt's right there. Like he, he didn't move. He uh, stopped moving when he saw the combat. She needs to get to the ship and I essentially push her out yep. as I close she the skips. door. Yep. She skips. You guys close the door. Keep in mind, uh, I'd say about an hour has passed. You have two hours to relay that information before connections with the Coven of One is uh, separated. Well, I'm still inside. Okay. I shut them down. Okay. That, that's fine. Uh, so you send Mabel out, uh, and I'm going to assume like you take, like, uh, we, we can say behind closed doors that you're uh, talking about, like, uh, your experience. Right? Correct. Alright, so we'll just uh, look away from you for a second, as uh, Mabel just skips out and looks at, like, uh, Leo... Uh, the dwarf fell cut and uh, uh, Cobalt, and she smiles as she looks at Cobalt and jumps on his back for a pity, uh, piggyback ride. And she points like a, he's a steed. <laughs> yeah, just goes onward and upward to the ship. Blinks. Yeah. Cobalt don't know how fly. <laughs> Swim. Throws up his flabby arms. <laughs> yeah. So how about so. we take a boat instead? <laughs> Yeah, so you guys can uh, take a boat if you want. I want to order the. I want to yell out to the uh, Inquisitor and tell him to target the the sh the ship with the captain with his spear thing. Okay. Um, I I need you to do something for me then. Um, can you make a uh, uh make a dexterity insight roll? And I'll explain why I picked dexterity in a second. Iceman, please make a. Uh, Please make a, uh, a d20 roll straight for me, please. Can I make a game one? Yeah, what? 21. Uh, 21. All right. That's a uh, five. You, you, well, you killed five people during this entire time. Like, if you want to animate how you killed them, but I assume you're just, like, breaking necks and breaking heads with your hammer. Uh, I will be just walking through, uh, like a man possessed, just hitting, just going after every single pirate whenever they... If one slashes at me, I block it with my shield. I then smash his his thrust arm that he's thrusting the sword with, and then I go for a second strike and just cave his head in. Mm -hmm. And then I take one out at the knees, and as he's laying prone, lamenting his injury, then I go for the head, crush mm -hmm. one's chest in, and just keep walking down the beach, commanding my men as I do so. Uh, to yeah. inspiring them to continue to move forward. 
Make a, a d20 roll for me, please. I did. No, another, another one. one? Yes. You have 19 men following you, so you have a formidable force. Basically, like, uh, both you and the Inquisitor have overwhelming numbers as more people, like, uh, lap onto the beach. Um, as you were walking along, uh, you almost get hit by uh, someone coming at your blind side. And before they hit, you see, like, a, uh, a bright red-white spearhead, like, pierce through him as, like, he starts to go flame. And you see, like, the black outline of the person burning alive as you hear the, like, meaty squelch of, like, the spearhead retracting. And you see an Inquisitor. And he goes, may the Lord be with you. Duh. Definitely Lord is with us today. <laughs> and he laughs with you. It's always a good day when blood flows. And he walks with you as you guys, like, sl like slaughter people in your path yeah uh so we're having like a, a like full-scale war between uh two sides um can you uh iceman can you uh keep track of this for me uh 19 plus 36 we're gonna say that's your uh force and whatever the total is minus that for, uh by three uh three for me uh do a little bit of math as we go along um but now where was i uh, we had that animated on the beach. Um, and, yeah, you're doing a hand signal. So, uh, uh, Asmodai, as you are walking together, like, you notice uh, Leo trying to, like, tell uh, uh, you guys something. And you see the Inquisitor take one look at it and gives a smile. And he asks you, uh, what is your name? Question, do I know who this Inquisitor is either by meeting him before or by reputation? By reputation alone, he is a moss. What what was his name again? Amos. A M O S. Yep. Well, Inquisitor Amos, I am but a humble servant. My name is Esmodai. Hmm. And he just uh, looks at you and goes, uh, "May I borrow your shoulder for a second? Be my guest." He puts a spear on your shoulder and basically like. He's having trouble, like, uh, guiding it just right and needs something stable to hold, like, uh, his spear. It's very awkward, but he says, uh, stay still for one moment. Completely still. Stay one moment still. blocks attack. Okay, go ahead. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, can you make me, let's see, uh, what would I roll for you just being still? Uh, it would depend. It would either be... I want to say acrobatics, right? Acrobatics or athletics, just to like remain. I mean, still. not in my opinion. It would either be strength or dexterity. It's to see just how much you can master, you keep a hold of your body. Wouldn't necessarily be a skill. It would more so just be how much can you keep yourself still, which would either be physical strength or dexterity. I would. It, it could be either. Uh, make a strength roll for me. Just uh, yeah. I see, John. Uh, just make a, a strength uh, modifier along with it. Not good. Oh, seven. oh, yeah. Let me make a roll along with that. See if, wow, double seven. So he uh, makes a throw and it goes off, and he goes, "Damn it, he moved a little too much." And he summons it back, and we'll do that roll in another second. Um, I didn't move at all. Your aim was off. No, my aim is never off. 
and he just like just to make a point throws in an empty ship and like a burst of flame and he summons it back i'm always on point it's just uh, there's only so far i can throw it and you guys just bicker uh, again like i assume you're hitting like random people with your shield he's randomly stabbing people as you guys are focused on your argument yes <laughs> we're stabbing and hitting each other or not each other yeah, yeah, other, other people, people as we're arguing like that scene in the third pirates movie where yep. there's a marriage yep yep that's exactly what's happening um okay uh leo uh the rest of the party are you guys getting on a ship really quick what's happening um uh, yeah i guess we'll try to find a boat um just make sure it does you close the door right yes i shut them out i wanted to disappear from them okay that's good. Uh, you guys easily find a boat. I just... Who has the best stealth among you? Besides Dust. Uh, I'm not sure about you guys, but I've got um, about 15 dexterity, so I've got decent stealth. Uh, Cobalt? Oh, I just know for a fact that uh, uh, that Leo has the, the higher stealth. Okay. So, uh, just yeah, just make a, a stealth roll for me as you guys like get on a boat and you're going along. Basically, you're just trying to avoid the tension of the ship. Now, I would have had you roll at advantage if that spear would have hit, but it, it looks like uh, they missed. I got a 15. All right. Pray to God I don't roll higher than you. Oh, fuck. Oh. All right. Um, How do I want to? <sighs> okay. Here's what I'm going to do. Uh, you guys get on the boat. You guys start row, uh, rowing. Um, I will give you guys an action to do something in a little bit. But uh, we'll, we'll just head back to Dust. Dust, you finish off your conversation. We'll, we'll, we'll just imagine it as a silent scene between you and a, a, like a Mabel, uh, the oh, adult woman. She uh, basically like um, writes down everything you mention about like uh, a ball's domain. And she just gives you a nod. Uh, like uh, talks to you about like uh, the book that you have in your hands. Do you keep it? Do you mind if I keep this, John? You can have inspiration if I didn't give it to you. Um, it, she looks at you and just like uh, again, we're just gonna speed pass this. Uh, she just uh, you know gives you a time limit on how long you can borrow the book for. Let's say about two weeks to read through it. And uh, she basically, like, uh, what she'll give you, like, each time you come in, she'll give you, like, a little bit of information about each person. Like, do you ask for, like, uh, information on anyone right now? Just one person. The Jade Hand. Keep in mind, she said that's the only person she doesn't know about. That's, like, lacking information that she will pay a high price for. Like, anyone else besides the Jade Hand. Want to know about Cobalt, Valentine, uh, uh, Roy? Uh, what do you want to know? Take your time, Dust. You can ask about literally anyone besides the Jade Hand. Willing to bet ten bucks that's the only one he had questions prepared for. Yep. <laughs> Roy. Roy. All right. Now we're gonna. I, I'm gonna say she uh, gives you like a uh, nod and just uh, says something along the lines of, uh, "I'll compile all my notes I have on Roy and uh, send it to you via Vulture." And she looks at you and goes, you have now, now she just One like, bit. No. yeah, she groans. Uh, okay. What's pertinent information you need? Like at the moment, because each time you do this, like time will pass in the real world. What does Roy fear? What does he fear? And uh, she goes into your books and uh, reads like a uh, analysis and profile of Roy. And uh, she goes, hmm, the man 
is afraid of one thing. He is afraid of being alone. And she looks at you and goes, he's always seen with somebody by his side. He's never alone. It looks like, I, I can't tell you what exact trauma causes fear, but he does not like to be alone. Thank you. Before I go, I remember I came out at a different end on this door. Is that some type of magic you could control? Yeah, and she looks at you and goes, it probably would have been smart to take Mabel with you. But yeah, if you want, I, I, you can easily go to the ship. Yeah. I'll open the door on the ship. You open the door on the ship and you see like a whole bunch of chatter. And make an insight check for me, please. Wow. You just see a cannon that's uh, getting lit up. And if you would have just rolled a little bit higher, I would allow you to do something about it. But to you, it just seems regular cannon fire far away out of the way. Let's go back to the boat with the veiled check. And we see you guys just rowing about trying to be stealthy. Then like we slowly start to zoom out and out and out and out. And we see like uh, one of uh, uh, like two men at a cannon. And he go like uh, one of the pirates talks to the other just going, is that one of our men? And he shakes his head. Well, you know what happens to people who run and they both like, like nod their head light it and they aim the cannon right at you everyone cobalt uh leo make me an insight check to see if you guys understand the situation you're in or at least a perception either one wow cobalt uh you see like uh, somehow you see the fuse getting lit leo you don't notice it you're just focused on trying to be stealthy cobalt you realize your cover is blown like you see cannon pointing towards you you see the fuse lit what do you say uh, shit, how, how would Cobalt actually know what to call this thing? <laughs> oh no, boom boom! Yep. Leo, how do you react? I feel like I've been around Cobalt long enough to realize what he's talking about this time, because it's kind of clear. Mm. Uh, what do you all do? A real quick question, how far away is it? Um, we're gonna say, uh, I'm gonna give it about a good 60 feet. Oh, thank god. Mm. Yep. So what do you do? I'll give each one of you guys one action. So should we, should it be like an initiative just so it's clear? Before they fire. Uh, not, not, no initiative yet. Um, it's either Cobalt or Leo. Just one of you two. You guys can choose what you want to do. You can go first if you want. Yeah. So, all right, then, uh, Cobalt is going to, uh, actually, yeah, this seems appropriate. Uh, <laughs> Cobalt is going to, uh, hold up his hands and blast a ray of frost directly into the cannon. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Basically with the intention to make it explode inside the cannon. All right. Just make a roll 14 or higher and you got it. Uh, just 14. 50, 50. Yeah. 14 or higher. It's an, it's an easy roll, Cobalt. You can do it. I believe in you. Fuck you. Yes. <laughs> yep. 15. So you shoot it off and like, um, again, they're like, all right, uh, close your ears. And, like, the other guy closes his ears, the other guy aims it and goes, what the fuck? And moment before he says that, the fuse goes in, tries to go out, and we see, like, the ray of frost go inside the barrel and freeze, like, halfway inside the barrel. And it impacts the actual ice itself. And with the, that closed-off pressure, it blows back, and you see two men die. Uh, actually, <laughs> you see, like, uh, droplets of meat. As it uh, hits the water. That's not what the Looney Tunes cartoon said would happen. 
Yep, that's uh, very unfortunate. All right, so we have dust on the ship. We have uh, two boys on the ship that got noticed, but people who noticed them died, so you guys can make it to the ship. Let's go back to Asmodai then. All right, Asmodai, you are uh, with uh, uh, Inquisitor Amos, and you see like a tabaxi come in. He is like buff, and he's helping you guys out as he's slashing people's throats. Uh, again, make a uh, 1D... Uh, or make a 1d20 roll for me okay um you did add those two numbers up for me right uh for your yep. uh, side of the army uh minus it by eight so eight people have died on your side and let's see i have my side i've been keeping track of there are 10 people left it looks like uh they are losing interest how uh, how much is on your side again uh 40 something hold on oh really yeah we're we're at 47 you easily intimidate them like uh uh, they're outnumbered four times for each man. So, uh, four to one odds. They see the situation they're in. They're all yell bellies, and they start running back to their boats. Uh, you see, like, Asmodai, uh, can you make a uh, perception check for me? Sure. It's a 12. You don't notice the boat of your friends going towards, uh, like, the rowboat going towards uh, the boat. You're, you're too preoccupied with pirates. And the man says, all right, all right. One more time, and make a strength uh, check for me. Alright, I'm going to use one of my inspirations on this. Okay. Well, you don't have to declare it beforehand. If you don't do it, you can choose to use it. Uh, 15. Uh, that yep. should be more than enough. Um, he's going to roll with advantage. 14. That's enough. He uh, goes, alright, stay still. And you're about to move again, and he puts your, his hand on your shoulder and goes, alright, stay still. One, two, three. And you see it shoot off. And the boys in the rowboat like, I, if you were to look at this, you see, like, uh, I would say, a flare in the night, it looks like. It has a long arc as it goes towards the boat. Dust, make a reflex save. That Accidentally one. pops through the door. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, Dust, do you want to re-roll that? I'll use my inspiration. Yes. Of all times to use it, now would be the time. Okay. Um, Just for shits and giggles, just to show you. Wait, wait, wait. I'll, I'll definitely use a psychic die. Yeah. Too. That's fine. Alright. It wouldn't have been that bad. But, like, uh, it, it, has a, it has a D6 and a D8 for damage. Um, You see it, like, hit the ship. Uh, It grazes right past you. Uh, Which one did you use? So, I, use, I got a 16. If that yeah, would have... If yeah. that 15 failed. It, it grazes past you. It doesn't hit you. You see, like, the javelin, like, stab into... Uh, into the boat and it starts a flame. Uh, you are currently on a now burning boat as the javelin disappears and reappears in Amasa's hand. All right. Um, I'm going to say uh, the only person outside right now is uh, uh, Asmodai. Asmodai, would you like to go on a boat, go towards the ship, or are you going to be helping like outside combat? Like, how do you want to do this? So you said that. All the pirates are getting onto their boats right now, right? Yep. Uh, and they're fleeing. And I don't see the other ones. Uh, I don't see the, the rest of the group uh, that got on the boat, right? Uh, Yeah, you don't see them. Like, uh, last time I saw them was on Soldier's Pass with Leo giving uh, as uh, Amas uh, hand signals. And now they're all gone. I'll, I'll say to Amas... How about you and I go and make sure that these pirates never come back here, and maybe win a ship? 
Mm. And he gives you a grin and goes, I'm all bored. And you guys go into a rowboat. And uh, which one of you guys is rowing? Well, I was going to say, like, how many can we fit into one of these rowboats? I'd say, like, uh, with how much armor you guys have on, maybe uh, one extra person. Alright, I'll grab one of my guys. Says, you, you're coming with us. Don't stop complaining, Larry, you're coming. Yeah, and he just gives you a salute and uh, follows uh, shortly behind. Um, if the you rest want... of you mop up any survivors and uh, take anything that you find in the pockets. I say this not loudly so the Inquisitor yeah. can't hear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you grab all of their weapons. Yeah, and he doesn't hear you as you guys are walking by. Um, Do me a favor, uh, Iceman. Grab uh, a bandit stat block. You have uh, one ally that you can command. Okay. Yep. And that'll be the stat block for him. Um, you guys get on a rowboat, and just for consistency's sake, we'll say that both you guys uh, get aboard the ship. Like, uh, we'll just, like, say it's a cutscene of Leo uh, guiding the ship with, I assume, Cobalt. Are you, like, who who's doing the oars right now? We have Mabel do the oars, Cobalt, or Leo. I thought uh, Jack and Bellcut would probably be working the words. Um, uh, just say for consistency's sake, like we'll say Bellcut is ha uh, like helping out on the field, healing people. Okay, so Jack is is with us. Uh, no, Jack did, like walked away when you guys offered him drugs. Such a square. <laughs> no, that's just like I, I yeah. just, I just need to just pose this uh, idea here. The the yep. DM just asked if the two-foot-tall creature was rowing the boat. Hey, man. I like With comedic scenes. Like, knowing <laughs> Leo, he would definitely delegate the work to you. I think he would have, except he watched Cobalt try to to hold both the oars at the same time and realized he couldn't reach them both. I love the idea of a, a lion man with a top hat and a monocle rowing a ship. That just looks amazing to me. And uh, you guys, as you guys are going along, you see a straight path of the Inquisitor that you uh, had uh, coming on a rowboat as well with uh, Asmodei, both the, both the men standing up and uh, going towards the ship as well. And, uh, you know, the Inquisitor just gives you, like, not a salute, but a uh, friendly wave as you guys go towards the boat. All right. So let's go on the map really quick. Say that a moss this entire time is going to be uh, fighting in the background. I won't have him as an actual token. We're going to say that there's more enemies necessary and that he's just taking care of them. That's okay with you guys. Don't forget Mabel. Oh, Mabel, again, we're going to say he's a background character. In a second, we'll deal with her. Um. Oh, by the way, on the boat right there, Cobalt uh, is going to, like, uh, is, like, uh, going to, like, uh, hug the piece of, uh, piece of leather and uh, recast uh, mage armor on himself, as I'm assuming more than eight hours have passed. The cannon is destroyed. And we're gonna say like a, a few soldiers have come to see what the hell is happening here. And we're gonna say that we have one man manning sails and the captain right here. Okay. I have uh, separated them into uh, two groups. One blue which uh, will be the faster of the two, and one green, which will be the slower of the two. All right? Okay, let's see what we got here. Holy crap, holy. I don't think I uh, got rid of the last one. Uh, what did you roll, Dust? A seven. Seven? Okay, just want to make sure, because we got a few weird rolls here. 
We got John. That's going to be the only weird duck. Uh, Leo, Asmodai, you guys uh, rolled the same number. Uh, which one of you guys is going first or uh, above the other? I, it doesn't matter to me unless you got something to do. I can go first. Yeah, I'm fine with you going first. Okay. Now, uh, before we start up, I need to clarify a few things. So. Can't beat my low initiative rolls. Yeah, he can. He did. No, I mean him being low. Oh, you mean you being lower? Yeah. yeah. If we're talking who's superior at being a loser, I'm sorry to you. Okay, um, so just to set the scene, we see the two boats coming into uh, this uh, misty part of the sea. Uh, we see uh, a cannon on each side of the ship. Uh, both of you guys are on either side at the base, both on your rowboats. Asmodai and the Inquisitor, both in armor. Then we have Leo and Cobalt, the Lion and the Cobalt. Uh, we see uh, about seven men on the ship. Uh, one operating the helm. Uh, two checking on the dead bodies near the cannon. Another one at another cannon, which is above uh, Asmodai in his rowboat. And we have two people in front uh, uh, surveying like a situation at uh, uh, each side of the ship. They see both you, like yell to the captain, Captain, we have company! He just gives a deathly glare. A, a, man, a captain with uh, silver hair tied into ponytail, a cut on his throat. A human with a uh, sword and he points the sword and the sword speaks I you know what to do with them and he goes let's have some blood and you see everyone go oi as uh, they get prepared for combat Mabel being on the rowboat hears this and you see like both you guys see Mabel just really thinking really thinking really hard and you see a flock in the distance you see uh, vultures, like, swarming around. And it starts swarming around the ship, distracting a few of uh, the pirates. For your first turn, if anyone makes an attack roll, you get to roll with advantage, with the vultures uh, helping out. After your first point of combat, they are going to scatter a bit. But just imagine that you guys are in a tornado of vultures. So, we'll go first. Cobalt, start a combat. You're on the ship. You need to climb. It's about 15 feet up. What do you do? Uh, yeah. So I guess, uh, or I guess, like, can he, can he, like, uh, like see the men from their vantage point, or is it kind of like uh, they would need to actually climb the ship? To, you to you see need to climb the ship to see what's happening. Okay. So then, uh, uh, Cobalt. Then just remember, you're going at uh, with uh, 35 speed as well because of uh, Leo's magical item. Then, yeah, so Cobalt will climb uh, 15 feet up. <laughs> oh! <laughs> just sees, a, just sees like, a bunch of men like, Cobalt, not think this through! Uh, first, before you uh, do that, uh, can you make me a, um, uh, basically a climb check? Uh, I believe that would be a dexterity and, uh, uh, what the hell would it be? What secondary skill qualifies for climb? Acrobatics? Athletics, I think. Well, it's like uh, it's like you. It depends on the difficulty of the climb, because uh, like because uh, you can climb things just like moving at like a half your movement speed. But okay. If it's a difficult climb, then you can. We'll impose, say like, yeah. You, you can. Or... We'll say that there's a net nearby on both ends. So yeah, basically, uh, you know, if you don't have climbing speed, uh, double your movement. Or half half the movement. Oh, half the movement. Well, <laughs> that's know, like it, yeah. It's like wow, <laughs> yeah. that's very generous, DM. Uh, no. no. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but you understand what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So the cobalt will start uh, climbing up. Uh, 
like seeing all the men like, oh. Mm -hmm. All right. You uh, get up, you say, uh oh, and uh, do you do anything else? Uh, you know what? Uh, it's uh, somewhat of a shame to like uh, lose out on an advantage, but uh, I'm going to do something else instead, and maybe this will work out better. Okay. Uh, Cobalt is going to uh, pull out the. Um, uh, yeah, the the like the a bit of sand that he got uh, like several days ago, yeah. and uh, he's going to hold it out of his hand and blow it into the air as okay. he puts out a sleeping effect around. Uh, well, it's a twenty foot uh, radius circle, so yeah. yeah. So I'm going to roll the HP and starting from the uh, uh, starting from the man with the lowest HP, uh, if it. Uh, if it uh, um, if the number I roll manages to uh, exceed their HP, they fall unconscious. Okay. Uh, so uh, you start blowing it. Um, what's your uh, throw? Let's see. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah. You got I was 14? really hoping for something higher than that. <laughs> Actually, uh, so you're just saying if it meets a beats for uh, everyone inside of a 30 foot uh, rate, or yeah, 30 foot. Uh, basically, you start from the you start from the lowest creature. And yep. basically, just like use that fourteen I rolled, and if it exceeds their HP, then they get knocked unconscious, and then it moves on to the next creature until. Show me everyone within that radius. Well, you but you subtract you subtract it from it. So if like they have eight HP, then you use eight of the fourteen to put the first guy to sleep. Okay. And you yep. only have sixteen. You only have six left. Yeah, but like, it's a twenty foot radius, so I, I'm pretty sure that just like covers. Like I guess I would have tried centering it like around here, just yep. to be just to get people near the cannons. Okay. Uh, the person uh, closest to you uh, falls asleep, but no one else falls asleep. All right. Uh, let's see. If that does that end your turn? Uh, yeah, that is a cobalt's action. Okay. Um, we're gonna have uh, these guys move out. Uh, we're gonna say this person goes in front of you, and uh, we basically see someone near uh, the front deck uh, run towards a uh, cobalt and go in for an attack. He goes for a da, da, da. damn. No, he doesn't hit. He goes in with uh, his uh, uh, scimitar and tries to slash at you. And again, he is so startled by the mist he uh, like misses as uh, he uh, splinters the wood. Then uh, we have another person over here uh, who is going to hold their turn until Asmodai gets up. Um, Asmodai is now your turn. Okay. So, how much movement is it going to take to climb the cargo netting? Uh, it should take about, um, uh, I believe your full movement, if uh, memory serves me right. So, it'd be like, it's 15 to get up, unless you have a climbing speed. I don't, so... Yeah, so as soon as you get up, you're just going to be right in front of an enemy. Yeah, so I'm going to action dash here, and then I'm going to, yeah, I'll just attack him. Alright, uh, go for attack. Uh, that's a nine. It does not hit. All right. Uh, uh, so you, yeah, you miss them and splinter in the wood. All right. And then with my bonus action, I am going to use a shield of faith and give myself an increased AC. Okay. Go right ahead. Uh, since he is waiting for you to do that, he is going to attack you. Yeah, you get to roll with advantage. Yeah. So I would have had a 14. Okay, but, oh, 14. Yeah, that, that hits. Do damage. Okay, so that's a 9. Oh, nine. That's 9 damage. Alright. 
Uh, you do almost enough to kill him. Uh, you basically, like, fuck up his neck a bit, and his shoulder is now dislocated. Um, before I move on, there is uh, one more enemy from that turn order that gets to move. And he is going... Uh, they're both going to try to attack you. So you have one on your side that uh, hits for a 15, or tries to hit for a 15. Does that hit? Nope. Oh, Jesus. All right. Got another one. Eight doesn't hit. So, like, both of them are trying to slash at you as a boat is rocking back and forth from you guys climbing on. Just so you no know, troubles. my AC right now with Shield of Faith is a 20. Holy shit. All right. So, they're having no luck. Leo, what are you going to do? So, the is it, this boat's on fire, right? Yeah, it's slowly going on, but it is not affecting you guys yet. Alright, I am going to yell to the others to get ready to leave the boat. Mm -hmm. And I am going to cast Shatter at like the underneath the water line on the boat. Mm. Oh shit, okay. Uh, is, there, is it just damage? Yeah, it says a uh, non-magical object that isn't being worn or carried also takes damage if it's in the spells area. Okay, uh... So it basically takes the 3d8. Okay, um... Just make a roll for me. I just want to see, like, how powerful it was, just for shits and giggles. See if you get, like, all ones, like, three. No, you got 20. No, you uh, blast a big, 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 uh, like, hole into it, and it begins to, like, fill with water. Uh, make me a 1d10 roll, please. Two. Fuck. Alright, boys. You have two turns to finish up your business before this sinks. So this is going to sink fast. 12 seconds and the boat is submerged. So with that in mind, uh, it will pass with each time it's Leo's turn. So right now it's going to start on his first turn. Then the first turn will end when it gets Leo's turn. Then the second time it gets to his turn, it will be the, the finishing act for the second turn in which it will sink. Wow. And I, I assume it's just the fire. The, the Inferno is helping out with this. Basically like a burning wood and creating more openings for uh, 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 the boat to sink. Okay. Now it is... I assume that's the end of your turn, Leo? Yeah. Okay. It is Valentine's turn. He looks around and just shakes his head. Just saying, worthless bunch, I say. And... He uh, struts forward find, and jumps down, and he is right next to uh, Dust. Dust, he goes for an attack on you, but before he attacks, you see, you see like darkness, like spew out of the blade itself, like from the handle, and the darkness gets harder and harder and like spreads out. Now every time around a uh, 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 Valentine. 15 foot radius there's going to be magical darkness he looks at you and like you see like kind of like blackbeard you know blackbeard has like uh in incest he uh, uh keeps into his uh, beard and shit to uh make smoke around him make him look like a devil you kind of get the same thing where you only see like valentine's uh face as he just looks menacingly at you he's gonna try to attack this is it 18 hit yes strangely enough it doesn't look like the darkness is affecting him. He goes in for an attack, and let's see. Da, da, da. Well, hang on. I got to make one more roll just to see if I get 20 by half a chance. Nope. Okay. So he still hits. He goes for an attack and goes 
He's using it one-handed. Wow. He does does uh, six damage to you. Slashing. Tickles. Yeah. Uh, he does, he gives you a nice gash and says, Come at me, boy. You'll put up more of a challenge than your kids. And that's... you Again, you hear the voice come from uh, the sword itself. Can I make and, a trauma roll off of that? Since he mentioned uh, the kid. Well, well, that's just the end of his turn. It's going to be the start of yours. So, yeah. Uh, if you want, do will save. And... Uh, uh, what did we decide on? It was uh, D12, D13 roll. So I'm going to say D12, because he brought up your kids. So D12 or higher wisdom save, please. Natural 20. Natural 20. Yeah, uh, your uh, will is just uh, like steel. And you see, just to make sure, like in the background, I want to say like these two seeing the situation at hand. Uh, run off the boat and jump out into the water. Um, Leo, you see a splash, and uh, Asmodai, you see a splash as well. Uh, Asmodai, can you make one roll for your bandit? I'm sorry, we uh, kind of forgot about him. Sure. Uh, my bandit's gonna come up and probably attack this guy. Yeah, we'll, we'll say he shares your turn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and we'll just say he comes up, makes an attack. Uh, can you make a roll for him, please? Mm-hmm. Uh, he misses. Recall that it's at advantage. Yep, advantage. <laughs> he misses. No, he misses. Yeah, with the 10 and 7, he misses. He's uh, coming up trying to uh, slice at the pirate, and it is not working. Dust it is officially your turn. He says, hopefully you put up a fight better than uh, your kids did. And you almost, like, you felt like the adrenaline pump for a second. It felt like a fiery heat went through your veins. And you just... Before you lose it, you hear a voice soothe you inside your head, and he sa- uh, it says to you, as what you hear inside of your head as it rings. What do you do? Tell me, Valentine, what do you fear as I strike him? He, surprisingly enough, he actually answers, and he uh, says to you, I fear when people talk too much. So I'm going to use that. Um, that's how I'm going to declare um, using that thing. Okay. Uh, do you actually use the fear he uh, told you, or are you just going to make a roll? No, I'm going to make a um, roll. Okay, make a roll. Um, so just to specify what the heck is Dust doing, uh, just specify. Uh, with his whip, uh, me and him have uh, talked about making a mechanic for it that works off of fear. Uh, once per battle, he can uh, declare that he's going to use a fear against an enemy. And if he if they fail at a uh, will save, they will succumb to uh, the frightened condition for like an X amount of turns. A uh, minute. Um, I'm going to make a roll. 17. Uh, he doesn't succumb to it. But just for the hell of it, make a 1d8 roll because I want to show off the table. Well, I'm going to use um, psionic whispers. Oh, or right. the psionic knack. Mm-hmm. Psionic what? Uh, knack. So I can re-roll adding, or I can roll adding a d6. Okay, uh, make a uh, attack roll then. Because uh, you have to remember, this is uh, based off of you hitting him. Yeah. Even when you declare it is you declaring that you are making an attack against him. So uh, make that roll. And uh, you said you get to add d6 to it. Let me just double check. Keep in mind, uh, make another uh, roll with a disadvantage. You're in magical darkness. Yeah, also I... I don't recall this uh, being able to be used on attack rolls. I think no, it's just I'm, I'm trying to use it for the save. Oh, for the save? Is that possible? 
No, it that, that's not something you can do. Uh, okay. That's something that a, that's something that an eloquence bard can do later. Uh, but okay. Uh, scratch uh, that aside. Uh, regardless, uh, unless uh, what what are you adding to your roll? Just so I know the total. Well, I can't add it. Okay, so there's nothing adding. It's just a straight six. Uh, no, uh, you don't hit him. But uh, just for shits and giggles, roll one d eight, please, or one d ten. Sorry. Uh, whatever. Uh, you see uh, the whip as you reel back and uh, snap it towards him. Uh, the ethereal whip uh, turns into like a coil of snakes as it comes towards him, and uh, Valentine basically disappears into the darkness and reappears somewhere else, looking at you, saying, "You have to try better than that." <laughs> And we'll move on then. Wait, I still got movement, don't I? Oh, you do? Oh, yeah, sorry. Keep forgetting rogues have a lot of shit they can do in their turn. So I did use my bonus action declaring that. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to use my movement to climb up that. Okay. Uh, go right ahead. Uh, the mast is, again, 15 feet up. So if you want, you can get to the crow's nest. You are probably going to get hit with an attack of opportunity, though. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll still do it. Okay. Well, wait. Well, is it outside of the magical darkness? The the opportunity attack procs while you're still in that space, so you're still in the magical yeah. darkness when it happens. But it's the mast. I don't understand the question. It's right next to you. You're uh, like you see that uh, little thing right there. That's the mast. You're, it's no movement. It's right next to you. Oh. You oh okay. Like I, it's the okay, top I think of I understand it. The question. I think I understand the, the question. Range. Is the is the is the is the magical yeah. darkness like? Yes. Is like, outside how far the range. Does it go? Yeah, fifteen feet. So in the circle, okay, yeah, then, yeah, right out of it. You're, you're yeah, totally you can climb out of it, basically. Yeah. I'm gonna save my turn. End it. Uh, but doesn't he uh, give it up since it's gonna be the start of a new turn order? What do you mean? Like, uh, doesn't holding your turn only qualify for like uh, the current turn order? He, he like, can't. He's already used his action bonus action. Yeah. I'm just ending it. Yeah, yeah that's fine. All right, uh, we're gonna turn over to uh, Kobold. Uh, Cobalt, uh, what do you do? Alright, uh... The ship rocked, you see magical darkness, and there's a fire. Is that Cobalt not sure if Cobalt thought this through? <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know what, it's like, uh, Cobalt is going to see that, at the very least, that, that metal man is dealing with something. So mm. he's gonna, uh, mm, uh this'll really suck if I'm, if I miss, but I'm just going for it anyway. Uh, Cobalt moves over to the side. Uh, yeah. Pulls out. Uh, um, yeah. Pulls out his. Uh, pulls out his little slingshot and fires at the the one right in front of him. Go right ahead. Oh shit! You know what? I, for I forgot to do it. Dang, Make sure you're not nice. within five feet, or it's a disadvantage. Sorry, I was I was getting through. A, I was going through thing. I was going to like find the, the slingshot, but I realized it's like, or I uh, I was going to find the advantage thing. But I'll just pull it twice. Mm -hmm. No, that is a third. I don't think a thirteen hits. <laughs> no, thirteen hits. Okay. Uh, what's minimum damage? Uh, minimum damage is going to be three. Three. All right. Uh, just to make sure, uh, I did specify that uh, the advantage for your attack rolls only lasted for the first round. Well, I'm a kobold. Oh yeah, yep, yeah, that's right. Yep, keep forgetting about that. All right, so you do have advantage because your ally is close to it. Uh, Thirteen does hit, and you said two is minimum damage. Uh, three is minimum damage. How do you kill? Yeah, like Cobalt just like seeing that uh, uh just like you know, seeing this one guy like messing with Metal Man just like pulls the sling back and fires a rock straight through his head. Oh! 
Mm-hmm. Come on, not do it that hard. One is dead. All right. So he falls down, thuds on the ground. Uh, does that end Cobalt's turn? Uh, that is it for Cobalt's turn. All right. He goes by your side, and we're going to have two techs, one on Cobalt and one on Asmodai. Well, we got a natural 20 for Asmodai. Ow. Yeah. Um, let's see. Are you fucking serious? Are you fucking serious? Two damage. Ugh, no, 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 no. It's three damage, but yes. Natural one on a critical row each time. <laughs> That's yeah. literally just minimum critical damage. Minimum. Yes. So he does three damages to you. Like, uh, it, it basically bounces off your armor, but, you know, left a nasty bruise. All right. Um, moving on to Asmodai. What do you do? All right. Uh, I'm going to indignantly attack the person who just hit me. Uh, just going straight to cave his chest and go right ahead. And actually, since my pirate's there, I'm actually going to move here so I can get flanking. Uh, since my right. buddy is also attacking this guy, actually would be here. Yeah. Uh, that's a 14 to hit. Alright, uh, 14 hit, great hit. That's 12 damage. How do you kill him? Uh, like I said, I'm caving his chest cavity <laughs> in. Yeah, uh, well since and you're I... taking blanking, uh, it basically caves his back and you see, like, you basically blast open, like, a piece of, uh, or blast close, like, some of his bone shards into his heart and he starts, like, puking blood as he, like, hits the floor. Alright, and then... Seeing what else is happening. Let's see, that was... 10 feet to go there. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to say, alright, well, it is time to get out of here. And start climbing back down the net. Alright, you start uh, climbing back down. Ah, uh, alright, we got one person asleep, one person inside. Um, these guys uh, disappear into the water. That jump ship, don't know if they lived or not, but they're cowards. I, don't I go before them? Uh, let's see. That was green. Yeah, you can go right ahead. Uh, I want to, with the giant hole I made, is in the hull, so I'm going to see if I see anything worth taking in that hole. Okay. Um, well, yeah, since you're not doing, uh, are you doing anything against uh, other uh, adversaries then? Like, uh, the people who are just swimming away? No, I'm going to figure that they're going to probably drown. Yeah, maybe. Uh, make me a perception check, please. Bye. At most, I can say, like, uh, since you uh, shattered it, uh, the black water has a rainbow sheen to it. That's it. Hmm. I can probably sell this water. I want to bottle some of that up in my uh, wine flagon, the, the rainbow water. Yeah. You go right in. <laughs> I just love how casual that is. All right. Well, whatever. Um. All right. It uh, Does that end your turn? Uh, I'm going to remind everyone that the boat's probably sinking. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, boat sinking, and uh, uh, the captain walks back up. Let's see, about right here. Taking the highest point in the ship as he sees that his uh, boat is slowly tipping downward. So, he's basically taking the one spot that might secure him. Uh, the boat is starting to sink. It looks like in the next six seconds something might happen. Dust, what do you do? You're. Uh, you're basically at a 45 degree angle now as the ship starts dunking forward on top of the uh, crow's nest. Oh, wait, you huh. didn't do anything, did you? I'm sorry, it goes out of your attack, or like, attack range. If you want to try to attack him, you can go right ahead, but be at this, or 
Yeah, disadvantage. Oh, so close. Uh, nope, eight does not hit. He walks away from you. Uh, well, not, you don't even see him walking. You just see the darkness move. All right. Uh, dust is now your turn. What do you do? Okay, climb up. Go uh, right next to him. Do you do anything else? I am going to make a few attacks on him. Oh, you can make additional attacks? Oh, yeah, attack well, of opportunity. Yep, yeah. yep, I'm sorry. All right, go right ahead. All right, roll a second one. Well, does a 12 hit? No. Yep, you were just slashing darkness. It's like you're trying to cut it, and it's not holding up for you. Do you do anything else? Does a 16 hit? Yes, it does. Did you use inspiration for that? No, that's my bonus action attack. Oh, yeah, cool. Go right ahead. Uh, wait, was that a disadvantage, though? I thought I was out of the darkness. Doesn't matter. If he's in the darkness, you can't hit him. Yep. Oh, he's still in the darkness. The darkness falls around him. It, he is the originating point of the darkness. It basically cloaks him. I guess that ends my turn. Yep, just a lot of empty slashes. I like to imagine it that you're just filled with so much rage that he's just playing around with you. Just moving around in the darkness as you try to hit him. Ah, uh, alright, with Dust turn ended, I would presume, it is now uh, Cobalt's turn. So, well, since Cobalt uh, has been been left by his lonesome, uh, like he is just going to make a straight roll against this, uh, this guy with a dagger. Alright, go right ahead. With an 18 to hit. Go right ahead. Or five piercing. It you stab him in his uh, 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 what, what's the major organ on your leg, or not organ? Uh, the major artery on your leg. Oh, I can't think of it at the moment. But uh, yeah, you basically hit that. Uh, you hit him in the thigh, and he starts bleeding out. Per care, like the copious amount of blood starts to leak out. Stay away from Cobalt. <laughs> All right. Uh, it goes to their turn. Uh, how are we handling the sleeping? Uh, I've been kind of forgetting about that. Oh, it just lasts for a whole minute. Oh, unless the wow. unless the creature gets uh, gets awoken by a uh, an ally or takes damage. Uh, Eighteen to hit Cobalt. The uh, Cobalt will cast a shield. All right, go right ahead. And I assume it doesn't hit you anymore. It does not. Okay, the sword comes down. You raise up your like a forearm. I would assume in Captain American style, like uh, summon like uh, a shield, and it protects you for a second. Bounces right off. Then uh, we go to Asmodai. Uh, are you rolling out? Or are you staying close by? What's happening? I mean, ship's about to sink, so yeah, no. I'm telling Amos and the other guy, All right, time to roll very quickly so we can get out of this displacement of this shinking ship. Uh, can you make me a perception check, please? Just so you know, I was already climbing down the cargo rope, so I don't That's know fine. how much yep. I'm going to be able to see. That's fine. Just... Uh, a 13. 13? The water is not right. It has a rainbow sheen to it. And by smell alone, you can tell it's oil. And you look up, and you see a fire. All right. Roll much quicker. Like, really, <laughs> really fast. Yeah. Uh, he, he starts rowing. Um, uh, I'm going to say you guys have uh, 30 feet of movement, so start moving out. I'd assume, like, straight, like, downward off the map. Yeah. We're going to assume that you're a safe distance away now, but it's it, it's going to catch up to you. Leo, what do you do? I'm going to take one more look to see if I see anything I can easily grab that's valuable. Perception check, please. 17. All right, uh, 17. Uh, you do see, I'm going to say, like a barrel floating out. All right, I'm going to grab the barrel and then 
paddle away from the ship. Oh, oh. okay. <laughs> All right, go right ahead. And uh, I'm assuming that this is leaving a, a trail, right, of of leaking stuff. Uh, well, not really. It's what what's happening is like you don't even notice anything. I, I can't give you any details. You don't know it. It's black on black essentially. You just see a rainbow sheen in the water, but the barrel's just fine. There's nothing like damaged about it. Okay, then yeah, I'll take the barrel with me. Okay, show me on the map where you are. I don't have. I got thirty feet of movement, so I'm like. Yep. Uh, Cobalt, it's not your turn, but your your feet are getting wet as uh, you are now at a 45-degree angle, and you notice that Leo has left you. Leo is officially not a friend. Um. <laughs> uh, check. Scratch that name out. All right. Uh, Cobalt might die. All right. Uh, we uh, have a Valentine. He makes a few swipes at uh, our good old friend Dust. Give me one second advantage let me hang on do calculations first uh, 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 uh. does 16 hit uh dust yes he slashes you and it is for uh uh it's for nine points of damage he just cuts you across the chest leaving a mark and he goes something to remember me by right and he just gives you a dark smile um i believe that will end his turn um, uh, no, um, actually, it won't end his turn, because I forgot a very important mechanic about this man. Uh, in his, uh, other hand is a crossbow. Who's he gonna aim at? Leo, you're one. Cobalt, you're two. Jack, or not Jack, sorry. Asmodai, you're three. And I'm gonna say your bandit friend is four. One. Leo, he tries to shoot at you. Since you're not in the darkness, he gets no advantage. That's not one. So it, like, uh, goes way off course. Since uh, Cobalt's not on the trajectory of a shot, there's going to be no roll for that. Obviously, anything it rolls is going to be better. Um, all right. Uh, the ship has been, like, fully sunk, uh, except for uh, the back end. Right now, like, I'm going to say, just for the sake of clarity, like, the pirate and Cobalt, like, it's knee-deep. And we're going to say, like, next turnover, like, on Cobalt's turn, you're going to be in the water. All right. No, I think if if it's if it is knee deep, then cobalt is already in the water. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I mean, okay, yeah, yeah. It's knee deep. You're in the fucking water. Uh, just for clarity's sake, you guys are in the water. Uh, Col uh, Dust, what are you gonna do? Thinking, I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm going to bonus action disengage. Okay, you disengage. Where do you go? I'm going to feline agility. Mm-hmm. Uh, where to? Over to Cobalt. All right, you go to Cobalt. Uh -huh. He is just about sinking. Uh, once it gets to uh, Leo's turn again, it, you, you're going to be officially uh, swimming. Can I make uh, an action against him? Such as? Um, attempting to throw him towards Leo. Go right ahead. I mean, uh, are you are you willing, Cobalt? Mm-hmm. Cobalt is just looking at the water below him, so I don't think he has the faculties to resist. Like, yeah. So, um, how do you want me to roll? How far I like throw him? Uh, let's see. What's your uh, dexterity uh, uh, ability score? Seventeen. Seventeen. All right. Uh, I'm gonna say. Let's see. You can get him halfway across, but if you make a roll of, let's say, let's see, five, ten. 
I'm gonna say if you make a 17 or higher on a throw, you can get him to uh, Leo's boat. Oh, make yeah, we'll a, well, yeah, make an athletics throw, but I'm gonna stick with dexterity. Just just because I imagine that he's not throwing like uh, Cobalt with pure strength alone, that he's just doing a uh, skillful like uh, uh, throw. So that would be a uh, 12, and I'm gonna roll a d6. Okay. Right, Megat? This time I can use it. How many dice do you have left, by the way? This is my last one. Okay, then but yeah, for an ability check, yes, you can you can decide to use a die. Uh, did you add athletics along with that? Are you proficient at all? No, I'm actually okay. unproficient. <laughs> with strength. <laughs> with strength. Okay, that's that's fine then. You're using dexterity as your base. Also, Cobalt himself is like, you know, only what, thirty five ish pounds? <laughs> Plunk. <laughs> It's like a toddler. Yeah, Dust basically does like uh, what, what? What's the like uh, the Olympic game where you uh, uh, grab an iron ball? Yeah, where you grab an iron ball, like swing it about and try to throw it. He uh, Dust does the same thing. He's, he's aiming just right, but again, he doesn't have the strength to fully get you there. So you just uh, go flying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go about a good fifteen feet. Um, and I'm gonna use the rest of my movement to get close to where I threw him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd be swimming at that point. That's fine. Yep. yep. Okay, so uh, go 15 up. Yeah. Well, also, if at any one. point you were standing still for a whole round, which I think was the case, you still have feline agility. No, he used feline agility to get to you. Oh, okay, okay. That's what I, that's yep. what I must have missed. Yep. yep. So he's just going for a full swim. And I'm gonna say, like, uh, as a finishing notes, uh, you see, like, uh, oh, oh. So that I should get there if I have 60 feet of movement. Okay. Um, don't you only have 30, though? Yeah, doubled to 60. But you already used uh, feline agility to uh, get to that point, right? So it was like uh, 5, 10, 15, tw- uh, 20, 25, 30. Yep, yep, you're right. Yeah, it took you thirty to get. It took thirty feet for you to get to uh, Cobalt. Then you're going another thirty out, but that would be uh, uh, fifteen. So you'd be like one down. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. With that angle, yeah, you're doing a uh, sixty. Irregardless, um, the exact point doesn't matter as uh, the ship starts uh, going down. And uh, can you guys make uh, perception checks for me? Uh, cobalt uh, dust only. Dust, you don't notice anything. Cobalt? Is that 23? I think that's another natu- I think that's a natural 20. <laughs> yes, you, that well, is. Well, <laughs> as you're, like, uh, scrambling to swim, uh, you do see, like, Moss inside of the ship, like, stabbing at barrels. And T smiles as he goes up deck. We're gonna say, at this moment, you guys are now out of combat, since you guys are uh, fleeing. And you see, like, Valentine on his uh, sh- uh, sinking ship, just looking at both of you. And you see a Moss, like, coming above deck coming like into the water stepping up and going like uh, near Valentine and uh, holding the spear to him and you see like uh, I thought a moss was with me uh, a moss uh, went to the underbelly of the ship while you guys were uh, doing combat uh, I can't remember if I specified that but that uh, I lent or implied it and I hope I did uh, anyways uh, he comes up to the ship points the spear at uh, Valentine Valentine holds up his cutlass and basically, like, throws, like, sparkling uh, dust at him. And it flutters onto him as well. Rainbow dust goes on both of them. And you see the, like, darkness dissipate as both of them disappear. How do I want to do this? Dust? 
Cobalt, make me a reflex saving throw. Okay. Dust, you fail. I'm going to add a um, d6 to that since I didn't expend my die since it failed. Okay. Last time. Say, it's not a, that's a, that's a save, not an ability check. Oh, fair enough. Yep. And, and score. All right. Ugh, lucky ducks. Uh, you see uh, the fire that was originally started by uh, the spear, contact the oil on the water, and it is set ablaze. You guys take uh, six points of fire damage each. If you guys were to s- just swim and get the fuck out, like uh, Leo's just outside of your range by, I believe, 10 feet, it looks like. 5'10". Yeah, 10 feet away, you'd be outside the fire, but it is looking at you. You see the pirates that were still on the ship be consumed by the fire itself. And I'm not really satisfied with that as ending. Um, if you guys want, we can uh, say you guys get to uh, the rowboat. Is that right with you? No. No? I am going to take a numb Oh, okay. Um, you guys uh, take a numb and uh, <sighs> Dust, you well, play I, I do. I don't know if Cobalt does. Oh, yeah, you do. Let's focus on you for a second. Uh, Cobalt, Numtung, or are you going to the ship? You mean the boat? Yeah, the boat, sorry. The ship it, seems like a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, boat's a, or the ship's a bad idea. Uh, do you go to the rowboat? So how far away is the, the rowboat by this point? Ten feet. Okay, so then, like, Cobalt, like, is more focused on, like, getting on, you know, like, uh, more focused on, like, getting out of the water, especially now that it's burning. So <laughs> Once you get on like, the boat, you don't see just, dust kitty anymore. <laughs> just, like, just like swims his swims his little arms up, looks over like Dusty Kitty, Dusty Kitty, why Dusty Kitty always disappear? Classic Metal Gear Snake moment. Uh, then we see a dust like dissipate into uh, the unseen public with the snake's head, and you see a ghost ship. But uh, if you guys ever seen SpongeBob, like uh, you know, like Davy Jones's uh, uh, ship, it's basically green ethereal. It has a tattered sails, and you see, uh, you, you you basically see a Valentine and uh, Asmodei like a uh, clashing uh, in a battle on top of the ship. And to you, Dust, it is very weird seeing this because it looks like uh, this is the first time you've seen this. It looks like the ship is uh, clipping out, like you'd see in a video game where it's uh, glitching, and. You see the green ship, then you see, like, the ship that you just saw burn, like, clipping at the edge. It doesn't look like the ghost ship can really move. So there is still fire here? It's blue fire, but uh, you you can try to touch it, see what happens. Well, uh, I want to take a drink of potion. Okay, you can drink a potion really quick since that's bonus action. Do you get uh, back onto the ship? I am. Uh, let me see how much I heal for first. Great. Right uh, I believe it didn't. Uh, didn't I say it's two D four plus two? Yeah, so that'd be five. Yeah, so five points. That's what you heal. Well, do you get back onto the ship, or what are you doing? Keep in mind your movement is halved while right. you're in the water. Yeah. Mega, can you make attacks in the water? I'm sorry. Can I make a what? Can you make an attack in the water? Uh, you can make an attack in, a, in the water, but uh, depending on what the weapon you use, it either is normal or at disadvantage. Well, irregardless, he's heading towards, like, uh, again, darkness, so it, no matter what you do, it's going to be a uh, disadvantage. You, you can't get super disadvantaged. Yeah, I know. It's just going to be a regular disadvantage, so you can't really get worse than that. I was hoping his darkness disappeared. No. 
No. Look, on the bright side, at least he'll drop some sweet loot. I am... Am I out of... Uh, how much movement till I'm out of the fire? Well, currently you're in the fire. You don't feel any heat. But, uh, yeah, if you were to go, like, uh, ten feet, like, towards Leo, you would uh, be outside the fire. Keep in mind, just getting to the ship will be, like, a full, like, uh, uh, movement action for you. Yeah, I'm gonna get to the ship. Okay. Um, let, again, let's uh, wrap this up. We see, uh, we're gonna assume Dusk gets on top of the ship. You see both of them uh, fighting, and you see uh, 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 Valentine get the upper hand on the Inquisitor uh, Amos, and he basically stabs him in the arm and just says to him, what a pity. I thought you were, you'd be more of a challenge than that. Is there really no one that can match up to me? <laughs> and he just begins to laugh. Do you have a one-liner to finish this off on? Me? Yes! A one-liner to finish this off. I, I kind of want to wrap this up. I will have his head. Mm. You hear inside of his head, uh, inside of your head, just go, yes, yes. This has been House Common Blood, the intro music by White Sand, Promise, and the outro music by Darren Curtis. Time's up. Any music and sound effects used in this episode are royalty free. Credits can be found in the episode description. Please review us on whatever podcast listening app you happen to be using. And if you like us, tell other people. Word of mouth is the best way for us to grow. Thank you for joining us. Did Kobo do good, Master?